0: Crack a my weevilizations. Sorry just trying to get my music levels right here. That's your boy. Cash Jones. How y'all been doing? Well, I hope. Yeah, we on hiatus again. I apologize, I know some people out there be looking forward to these types of moments, and truthfully I do too, but, you know, it just gets tough, sharing so much, finding time to do so, so on and so forth, Um, while the tunes are rocking, let me at least tell you what we're listening to today, Uh, this album is Dire Straits, it's actually their debut album, I believe. Um, came out in, let's see here, nineteen seventy-eight. So uh... this is an album that my mother-in-law actually grabbed for me. She uh, went to a garage sale, and they were basically just giving away product. Um, the Dire Straits album, and then she got me another album by the Beatles called the revolver or revolver not the revolver but um yeah i think she got both of those for like two bucks so yeah people are just giving away these albums man so it may be a little exp- expensive on the front end as far as getting your system and everything like that set up uh, i don't know if i told you guys in the beginning but i use a big troller um phonograph record player however you want to put it put it uh So, yeah, I mean, go and grab me one of those. I think mine was like maybe 35, 40 bucks at the most. And, uh, explore. Uh, There's lots to be discovered out there as far as music and content. Um, Because it's not just music that came on these records. Um, So, there's tons of stuff out there to be discovered. And tons of stuff out there that'll, you know, bring back memories of times that, uh, We didn't realize we remembered. I think it's they I think they say whoever they is, who knows? Uh the second sense, the second most important sense tied to memory is uh hearing. I believe the first is smell, but I could be completely wrong there. But who knows? Um Today is a big day for me. Um we're gonna talk about about current events for just a second. Um, Today, I start a new job. I just got a job at a place called Terrasana. What Terrasana is, is a medical marijuana dispensary um, in in the Ohio area. And we just happened to have one built around the corner from my house. So, yeah, I'm not going to say that I didn't plan on eventually working in a dispensary. I just didn't think that it would happen so fast. I kind of always dreamed about, like, moving out to California and getting, like, a job at a dispensary and living on the beach and making and writing music, and, you know, all that cool shit. But um the likelihood of that actually happening just, you know... Wasn't very high, but that could also just be me and that little voice in my head, you know, talking myself out of stuff again. But uh, I also never thought that Ohio would one, be okay with med- medical marijuana, um, two, get actual doctors in Ohio to approve <laughs> medical marijuana, three, to put one, you know, in the city limits of Springfield. Four, to put also a dispensary in the city limits of Springfield. And then five, to hire a little nappy head black boy like me um, to actually work at said dispensary. And it's not that um, I've ever had any troubles with the law or, you know, I'm some fugitive or something crazy like that. You know, you just don't... I don't know how to put it, but I've never gotten arrested or anything like that for weed, but I know like there, there's cops out there that have definitely picked on me, <laughs> you know, just because they knew I, either a I smoked weed or they, they thought I smoked weed or, you know, what have you. I remember being in college and uh, I was uh, moving out of my apartments at the time and needed to go back for something and the security guard let me in, but he didn't you know, let the other security guards know that they let me in, and I ended up staying the night just because, you know, I needed to uh, spend more time there than I, I would have liked, and the next security guard showed up the next morning, upset that somebody was inside, and he, of course, comes rushing inside, and finds me there, and all of my, you know, clothes, shoes, furniture, and paraphernalia, and he, of course, sees the bong sitting on the table and grabs it, takes it outside, and smashes it on my porch and it's just ah oh man so much stigma that I've already been through as far as this little drug is concerned it's a little overwhelming you know to sit here and think like here in a couple of hours i start my first shift there you know but it is what it is we're here let's be happy let's enjoy these moments and uh continue to grow and flourish what my goal is It'll become more clear, I think. Um, mainly, I don't remember. Uh, I know that I've set and thought about, you know, exactly how I wanted this to go in my head. But I just, you know, got to remember it. Because back when I was coming up with the idea, it didn't seem likely. You know, but now it's actually happening. I just ordered my shirts yesterday. <laughs> like I said, I start today, like... Things are hitting me, coming at me, you know, faster than I could have imagined. So uh, once I get my bearings and my feet underneath me, I'll be able to replan slash remap my goals. But as of now, I just want to go in there with a big smile on my face because I'm extremely happy to have such an opportunity laid before me and uh, learn as much as I can. It's, it's crazy how much I thought I knew, especially about marijuana in general uh, compared to the small time that a small amount of time that I've already been there, how much I've already been taught I don't know nothing. I don't know shit. <laughs> so uh, yeah today I just want to go in with an open mind, and an open heart and uh, yeah, get it done. I guess the more that I sit and talk about it, the more that I think about it, uh, would I ever want to own a dispensary specifically? No. Would I like to do something that involves a, dispensary, a dispensing of some sort? Yes. I guess. In a sense, of um, I have this, I have had this crazy, uh, Vision of owning like an entertainment spot of some sort, whether it be like a speakeasy or a um, bar or event center, or what have you. I don't know how large I necessarily want to go, but um, I think it would be sweet if, say, similar to Amsterdam, there was you know a little shop or a little hole in the wall that you could go to and experience entertainment and fellowship, and meet new people, and hang around each other, and um, if you want to have a cocktail, you can, you just go up to the bar and order it, but also, you know, if you want to have a smoke, uh, why can't you order a do, you know, or uh, a blunt, or, you know, a bomb, or a bowl, whatever it is that, you know, you're into, and also enjoy it there. As well as entertainment, you know, comedians, musicians, dancers, uh, performance artists. You know, I I don't know of any fire blowers, but I could probably find some or some people that blow glass. You know, something that just, uh, is against the mold, I guess. But anyways, I'm just rambling now. I don't really know where I was going with that, but yeah, I just... You know kind of had that idea in my mind of doing something along those lines uh, I know I've told you guys I, I am an actor uh, I, I do do shows here and there as far as actors is concerned and I enjoy doing that but I, I know that in my heart I'm much more so a director or a producer that I am an actor and I'm not saying that those roles don't like rise and fall as far as their relevancy or their um um meaningfulness to me but you yeah, um, know sometimes I just feel like I'm better at giving direction than taking it but you know who knows but uh I think to run something like that not necessarily be hands-on as far as like the day the day ends and outs, but just like to own it and make sure that it's, you know, well kept and on its feet. I think that's something that I would be interested in. And this to me is a good start. Obviously I have years of experience as far as entertainment is concerned. Um, i I got a lot to learn as far as running an actual business, which is why I haven't necessarily jumped out on faith as far as putting something like this together. And and really pushed it to come to fruition. But uh, I think that uh, it's only a matter of time before I feel confident enough to really make that next leap. Just because I know in the beginning it was a matter of time before I was comfortable acting on stage, rapping on stage, singing on stage, dancing, you know, so on and so forth, uh, amongst other things. So, you know, practice makes perfect. And I am lucky enough to have peers around me that uh, that uh, support said vision and, and want to see myself and my wife especially um, grow and prosper and, and do well for ourselves. Uh, the first person, I would say, that instilled that, that knowledge in me that I can I can be better than my situation, I would have to say, was Trisha Walls. Uh, I used to work for her at I-Mart. And um, no, it wasn't the best work situation as far as you know what I was making, the job, atmosphere, and that type of stuff. But I had a a very good boss, in Tresha as far as uh, you know, running the company and, and and keeping us happy and and trying to do things to make us feel important. And and I I do thank her, for that. She was probably the first person that made me feel like I was better than my situation. You know what I mean? No matter what situation I was in. Um, so thank you for that, Trisha. I know I've never told you that in person. So hopefully if you do listen to this, um, you'll hear it and, and yeah, that, that, yeah, hope you hear it. <laughs> uh, the second person who also ironically happens to be a female slash, um, boss of mine is Lindsay Florky. Uh, Dr. Lindsay Florkey. actually, I used to work for her at Green County Eye Care both in Xenia and Cedarville, and uh, she was the first, I would say, authoritative figure, just basing that off literal, like what was on paper, um, literally what was on paper. She was my boss, but um, she didn't talk to me like she was my boss. Not that um we were like business partners or anything like that, but at least intellectually we felt like partners. We would you know have conversations obviously about life but mostly about the business and and how it ran and she taught me a lot about the ins and outs and uh things that I didn't even know I was curious about um she helped I guess pull pull out of me and to be honest when I first got the job in I care in general I was uh just looking for a spot to make ends meet keep my head down um my rap career <laughs> to be completely honest and uh she helped me understand the importance of what we were doing i guess and um working there and with her patient base because it was a lot more I mean, it was still fast-paced, but because of the way things were set up as far as the business makeup, you got a lot more one-on-one time with the patient. You got to understand a lot more of where they were coming from and what they had going on. And that's not something that I think I would have ever got, you know, working at iMark. Uh, which was much more so a big box type store. There were, It was a small um, operation, but it still had multiple, you know, locations, that, uh, eight or nine, to be completely honest. So, I mean, they weren't necessarily hurting. They were, they were probably hemorrhaging money. And um, it was much more so uh, get them in and then get them gone type business makeup, whereas at Green County Eye Care, you know, you were a lot more patient focused, and because of that, I think they flourished, though a little smaller than i was, but I think they flourished as far as, um, their respect was concerned a lot better than other companies of the same sort, but yeah, um. I started out just a front desk guy when I started working there, uh, which was fine with me because at iMart I did multiple jobs for multiple years. You know, I was in the lab. I worked out on the floor. I answered phones and this and that. And it wasn't, you know, something. There wasn't one thing that I could focus on. Whereas here at Green County, um, my job was a lot more clear and, and other people's jobs were a lot, was a lot more clear. And, and the, uh, the train didn't have to stop. You know what I mean? Like it just, it, things got done because people were responsible and took care of their responsibilities, uh, which made it a lot easier to, to, to work, to, to work with those people. You know what I mean? And, uh, I feel as if I fit in pretty quickly. Uh, The one hindrance was maybe the age gap. I was the youngest, if not... I was one of the youngest, if not the youngest guy working in the office, especially at that time. And uh, You know, that kind of... Well, I mean, I'm sure if you've had a job, you know exactly what I mean. Sometimes uh, generations clash. (laughs) Not in the sense that I'm like, even with anybody in the office or anything like that, but it's just, uh, we don't always see the, see things the same way, so, we used to butt heads and the way things were done, but at the end of the day, we all had the same goal, so it wasn't as if, you know, we couldn't come to some sort of agreement, but yeah. any hoodoo. uh, started out like I said as a front desk person eventually worked myself up to being a pretester. tester um, and pre-testing is just kind of getting the, the patient prepped to see the doctor. It's like that initial assessment per se so the doctor can kind of just jump in and take care of what needs to be taken care of and not have to waste time diagnosing said patient. So um got pretty good at that and Um, Dr. Florky kind of started to take notice to how well I was picking things up and, you know, started to, uh, take me further and further underneath her wing as far as showing me the ropes. Her goal was to get me to the level of being a licensed optician, which, you know, is amazing. Uh, I really appreciate her for that. But at the end of the day, I had to really assess whether that was something that I wanted. But it it took me quite a while to get to the point where it was like, okay, I know I don't see this for myself. And I'm realizing the only reason that I would be doing it would be to benefit her in the practice. Which isn't a bad thing, you know what I mean? But I have my own goals, my own aspirations. So, you know, I, I need to be true to myself in order to be true to others. I think you can't give anybody else love. You can't show anybody else any type of love until you love yourself first. So that was my main goal in uh, transitioning, per se, is I, I was realizing that what I wanted to do. What I wanted to accomplish. I wasn't going to be able to do. Simply. Working in a doctor's office. And. Um, though I. Saw a great opportunity there. It, it was a. Tough decision. But I knew I had to. To part ways. Uh, mainly because I didn't want to get myself in a situation. Where I felt stuck. And. I know, though I would have tried to hide it, uh, the negative feelings about the situation, I wouldn't have been able to. And because of how good of friends that we are, you know, Dr. Florky and I, and especially her husband, Joe, uh, they would have been able to see through it. They would have um, noticed the difference in me. So rather than put that pressure on them and put that pressure on myself, I feel like it was best for all of us is, you know, we we parted ways in the sense that I just wasn't going to work for them anymore. It's not that we aren't friends. I still talk to them. Um, they still invite me out to events. Matter of fact, I'm pretty sure last year I went out to their house for the Ohio State Michigan game. And then um, once I got a new job, which I'll get into more, um, they came and had their company Christmas party at my new job. So yeah, I mean, I know they still got love for me and I still got love for them, obviously. Those are my homies. But um, I know I wouldn't have had the confidence and the courage to start stepping out on faith and and taking advantage of some of these opportunities that have come up for me uh, if I wouldn't have uh, spent that time with them. So I I thank both Lindsay Florky and Joe Florky. Uh, because you know you guys have really inspired a lot and 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 show me me uh, and that kind of leads me into uh the third person that i want to or the fourth person i guess since we're including joe too <laughs> that i want to um to thank and that's uh sarah montai who i work for now at station one uh Sarah makes our job extremely enjoyable in a sense that you know she's a kid at heart, just like the majority of us are that work there for, her. and she just has this refreshing attitude that even though when things are necessarily aren't necessarily going right, um, she's she's able to be positive, she's able to see some sort of silver lining. And I try to do that myself, but I'm also, you know, a little bit more of a realist. So I feel like we really balance each other out. And um, before I even worked for her, we were we were friends in the sense that um, she has a daughter who's around the same age as my niece and nephew. And um, they all actually go over to my mother-in-law's house to uh, be babysat and hang out with each other and so on and so forth. So, I mean, I was always pretty much around Sarah. But uh, since working for her, I think we've gotten a lot closer. Uh, I've had some pretty serious uh, realistic conversations with her, and I don't feel like I'm talking to my boss. You know, and I, I really appreciate her just um opening her arms. And, and obviously, you know, I do a great service to her working for her and As my wife. My wife works there as well. But um. I don't think that she understands the. Um. The gratitude that we. Feel. For her. Giving us said opportunity. There's a lot of people in. In this town that would love to work for that place. Um. We do. Quite well for ourselves. Working at that place. So. Um. Kudos to her. For having. Uh something so precious, in my opinion, in her position. Because, uh, it, it very well couldn't have gone well. Could. It very well could have also not gone well, if that makes any sense. Um, we come from a very selfish time. We come from a very stubborn, um, town <laughs> we live in one and uh it's it's tough to evoke change a lot especially with something like uh that the city feels possessive of uh station one has been here for a while i don't know the exact date that it was erected but people come in all the time like talking about how they remember when it was you know it used to look like this, or it used to look like that. It used to have a drive-through and all this other stuff. And I would say, at least since the '80s, uh, this place has been around. So when people walk in and they see that it's different, you know, for the most part, we experience positive feedback. But sometimes, you know, people come in and they just like, oh, I, I hate how it looks. I wish it was the old station. And yeah, I remember sitting around at the bar one time, just while I was on duty. Just listen to listening to a guy for fifteen to twenty minutes just talk about how much he hates how much this bar has changed and i i i I first was frustrated because I was just like, how could you hate on someone's growth rather it be a, a physical object or you know a physical person how could you be upset with something or someone getting better and that takes me back to what I had just said before about not being able to show someone else love without first being able to love yourself. And it's hard to recognize growth or potential in something else when you don't see it in yourself. I think it's, it's really what the the issue for him was. And um, he felt like he was the same. So why wasn't everything else staying the same? And I've never been able to really relate wholly to that sentiment but I know that there are a lot of people out there that feel that way. That, you know, I'm the same. I'm not making any movements. I'm trying to keep things low and copacetic. Why isn't everyone else or everything else doing the same? So hmm. it's almost kind of like I I reached that epitome or Epiphany. (laughs) Sitting here talking to y'all. As you can tell, the music is pretty much stopped now. But I'm still going to keep talking. But uh, I still work for Sarah. There at the bar. So come down and see us. We're hanging out. We still do entertainment on the weekends. Fridays and Saturdays. Uh, But I just wanted to take time to give her 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 roses while she can still smell them. Um, Thank you, Sarah, for always having my back ever since I've been working for you. you You've done nothing but support me and Rachel. And um, I wouldn't have had the confidence, courage to even peek under her these types of rocks and, and find these types of opportunities if it wasn't for you and your motivation so um, thank you and uh, I don't know what that being said I have no idea what I'm getting myself into today um, but I'm excited my co-workers they seem eager and excited to get going as well Would I say is my dream job, no, but it is something that I dreamed of happening, I guess so. I, I wouldn't say that it's my dream job, because I didn't think of this when I was a younger guy, you know what I mean? You have those things you wish you could do ever since you were little, but I guess I would say ever since that I knew it was a possibility. I hope that it was it would be a possibility for me. Hmm. And yeah, it's a great opportunity. I mean, you're gonna pay me thirteen five to sell three point five to seven and all I gotta do is back it up to go. Nice. But anyway, uh, we're at about the thirty minute mark. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up. I did want to give you guys at least an old story. I think the last time we talked, I was still in middle school. Getting ready to start high school soon. So we'll get back to that. But I was actually inspired to do today's podcast episode by one of my peers. Hit me up, uh, for Rashawn Jackson, my, my homie. Uh, I mentioned him a while back when I was talking about football. He used to play on that Moose Lodge team that uh, we ended up beating my first year playing football in the championship. But uh, yeah, he was just actually hitting me up to figure out how to get a podcast of his own off the ground. And uh, we just kind of got talking back and forth about the Anchor app, which is what I'm using currently uh, to... Get his podcast recorded and and edited and everything like he wants it to, and um, it was real refreshing. We we both kind of talked about our our struggles with procrastination, and it was nice to hear that you're not the only one. You know, I was kind of telling them that the reason that you know these episodes have been faltering is just because. I get so caught in nitpicking each episode and, and, and how it sounds and what and what it relates to and making sure that everything is cohesive and I end up talking myself out of it. You know what I mean? I I was making this excuse the excuse to pass a few times, oh I don't have any albums to record with. You know, I, I only got these two records so I can't really record right now and then boom, my, my mother in law drops two records on me. And then the next weekend drops two more on me. So now I really don't have an excuse. I even got music here to listen to. So, um, yeah, I just got to get back to it, man. He, he really inspired a fire of some sort. Uh, just knowing, like I said, that I'm not the only person that deals with this, like, voice of their own saying, like, that's not good enough. You didn't do that right. You could do that better. But um, I also think that's what makes us who we are, and what's help what's helping me um, rise to these different levels that I need to rise to. So thanks, Vu. I appreciate you, man. I hope you and Jordan get everything going. And if you have any questions, concerns, hit me up, man. You got my digits. Um, if you need a guest, I-, I won't hesitate to come through. I want to, you know, eventually have you guys on here. I don't know who my first guest is going to be, but it's coming soon, y'all. I promise you I'm working on it. Uh, hmm. That being said, I'm going a, I'm to a sign off, I guess. Uh, if you need to hit me up, reach me. You can hit me up at a podcast. What is the name? What is the email address? I got to look it up. It's like l p at gmail.com. I mean, it's posted in the um, description of the podcast itself, so you can find me there. Shoot me an email if you have any questions, concerns, tips, tricks, what have you. But uh, wish me luck, guys. I'm excited about this journey, and uh, I plan to keep you guys updated as best I can sorry I'm so lazy, and I procrastinate a lot, but uh, I'm trying to get better, I'm trying to better myself, so if you have any criticisms, charge it to my head, not to my heart, I love all of y'all, and uh, bless her.